0: again friends and welcome back and we're well into our series I've entitled 66 books 66 short podcasts each of which that give a quick overview of the 66 books of our Bible and today you've reached the book of Romans a book of the righteousness of God famous English poet, Samuel Taylor Coleridge called the Book of Romans the profoundest piece of writing in existence. Martin Luther thought it was the main book of the New Testament. There is common agreement that it is without doubt a theological and an intellectual masterpiece. For the purposes of those interested in systematic theology, it is indeed the most important book in the Bible. This letter is probably the New Testament's most carefully developed exposition of the Christian faith and gospel. It sets out in a progressive and systematic arrangement the theological basis of the message of salvation. Yet at the same time this is a letter sent to a church with the purpose of being read and circulated in it. Paul intended his presentation of the gospel to be a means of teaching Christian truth in general but it also has a definite missionary purpose in the fact that he sent it to the church in Rome. There is little doubt or controversy about who was the author of this book. The author not only calls himself Paul, he identifies himself as the Apostle Paul. It is interesting to note that church history and tradition agree unanimously with this perspective. So who were the recipients? Romans was written to Christian believers who lived in Rome. Chapter 1, verse 7 explicitly says that. No one knows when or by whom that church was founded, and when Paul wrote this letter, he had not yet personally visited Rome. At the time of writing, Paul was nearing the end of his third missionary journey. He was based in Corinth, and was making final preparations to go to Jerusalem with a gift of money, that a number of the Gentile churches had donated to help the Jewish Christians in Jerusalem. Upon completing his work in Jerusalem, Paul intended going on to Rome. Rome was the centre of the Roman Empire, and Paul saw that if the Roman Church could be firmly established, then Christianity could and would spread throughout the Roman Empire. He therefore wrote to help the church understand its mission and to prepare it for the additional teaching that he planned to give it when he arrived. After spending some time in Rome, Paul planned to move on into unevangelized regions to the west, planning eventually to reach Spain. All of these facts point to the time of writing taking place during Paul's stay at Corinth. He did this for three months towards the end of his third missionary journey. February AD 57 is recognised by many as the probable accurate date. It is evident from the text that some segments address Gentile Christians and other parts address Jewish heritage Christians. Chapters 2, 4 and the final list of names in chapter 16 include the names of several people who are Jewish. On the surface it does not appear that there seems to be any specific internal problems that occasion the writing of this letter. However, there is some indication in the letter that the believers in Rome at least needed to be encouraged to live in harmony. The subject of the book, the message of the book is righteousness. The message is God is righteous, righteous to justify, to sanctify and to glorify both Jews and Gentiles, and he does this always by grace. Thinking about the structure of this book, the literary structure of Romans is that of a letter. The format of most ancient letters were very straightforward. There was a greeting, a thanksgiving, a prayer, and then the main body of the letter, and then a final personal greetings and benediction. Paul follows that general pattern here. In chapter 1, in the first 17 verses, he introduces himself and his subject. Then from chapter One Eighteen through to 3.20, he discusses and reveals humankind's sinful condition before God. Before coming along in the next two chapters, from the midway through chapter 3 to midway through chapter 5, he points out the way of salvation. Then in chapter 6 through to 8, he discusses the way of living that out, the way of holiness. He then takes a little bit of a segue in chapters 9 to 11 and discusses and deals with some problems in the minds of believers concerning Israel's present and future role in events. And then in chapter 12 to 15, he gives some very practical advice on living the Christian faith before closing the letter with his plans, final greetings and farewell in the second half of chapter 15 and all of chapter 16. One purpose of Romans is it is personal. It is to prepare the particular Roman church he's writing to for Paul's journey to visit them and make them aware of his plans to go from there on to Spain. Paul, it seems, expects help and may be resources from them in order to carry the gospel further afield and on into Spain. Another purpose of Romans is it is meant to be educational it wishes to teach that a sovereign God saves Jews and Gentiles and he does it by grace. Paul explains that it is God himself who justifies sanctifies and glorifies. A third purpose of Romans is it is a pastoral letter Paul was clearly concerned that a tension might develop between Gentile and Jewish Christians in the Roman Church. Some years earlier, anti Jewish feeling in Rome was so strong that the Emperor expelled all the Jews from the city. We know that from Acts chapter 18. But they had now returned, and in writing to the Roman Church, Paul speaks specifically to Jews and at other times he speaks specifically to Gentiles, and he warns against anti-Jewish feeling in the church. And he encourages both Jews and Gentiles to be tolerant of one another. The gospel, he says, is for all people, equally because all are sinners, whether Jew or Gentile. They can be saved, but they can only be saved by God's grace. So in summary, Paul wrote to the Roman church to prepare for his journey there and to teach them that God is righteous to justify and sanctify and glorify. And he saves both Jews and Gentiles by grace. But he also encourages both Jews and Gentiles to continue to live harmoniously as evidence of this with one another. And since God justified us by grace through faith, we should obey him by living a loving and obedient life.